In this episode, I speak with Clementine Bastos, owner of Goldie Lost Hair. Clementine creates and sells hair replacement options for women who have experienced hair loss. Originally from New Zealand, Clementine now lives in Sydney and is mom to a little girl. She actually started Goldie Lost Hair whilst on maternity leave. Clementine started losing hair at age 16 and couldn't find any wigs that didn't look wiggy. Hair loss took a big toll on Clementine's self-confidence and self-esteem, and she wanted to create celebrity-worthy hair for everyday women so they don't have to go through what she did. She has the highest quality, most natural-looking human hair wigs and toppers. Goldie Lost Hair helps give women back their confidence and learn to love their hair again. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Clementine, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you going? I'm going great. Really excited to be here. Thank you for agreeing to be on my podcast. Wigs, uh, I think wigs are very mysterious and something that we don't know a lot about. So I was really excited to have you uh, come and chat through and uncover all of, you know, how they're made, everything about them and all the great things um, that wigs enable uh, women to you know, how they can feel and everything. Um, firstly, I would like to ask you is how did you get into the wig business? Well, I have androgenic alopecia, which is a type of hair loss, which is slow, it's genetic. So I started losing my hair when I was about 16 years old and it just slowly got thinner and thinner over, you know, the last sort of 15 years. Um, and then particularly after having my baby was when I lost quite a lot of it. So I did was a that a research. hormonal thing with yeah, having a lot the of baby? Women get postpartum, postpartum hair loss. A lot of women seem to trigger hair loss when they come off the contraceptive pill. Um, can trigger in some women alopecia as well. So it's very, very common. And I just sort of thought, well, that's sad. I'll just go and get some sort of hair replacement system. Um, and the more I looked, the less I found. I got a sort of some beaded at a hair loss clinic, beaded extensions put in, which were about $2,000 and were awful. Um, they lasted about a week and I got them removed. I went to, me and my mom actually flew to Australia from New Zealand when I lived there to go to a wig shop and they had some shiny sort of synthetic wigs that just looked really wiggy. So every time I left one of those places, I just felt really defeated that this is the only solution. How is this the only option? And, you know, I saw a woman in America on movies, celebrities, you know, wearing fantastic wigs. And I just thought, why don't we have access to that? So it was in the back of my mind for years, you know, me doing research to get something for myself. And then when I was on maternity leave and my hair started falling out a lot, I really started researching. And then in the end, I started contacting hair sellers. 
and saying, this is sort of the color human hair I want. And then I started trialing different cap styles and creating the products for myself. And then just through sort of hair, I was in a lot of hair loss groups on Facebook and Instagram as women started saying, wow, you know, I really love that wig. Where did you get it? And it just slowly grew from there over the last year and a half. I'm still in new business, um, but it's going fantastically. Um, so you're making so your yeah. own wigs? Not quite. So I buy hair from small boutique hair sellers, um, very good, high-quality hair. And then I work with a factory who actually hand-constructs the caps. So I do a few different kinds of caps, um, and they do all the, the hard work, the tiny little knots of sewing. Each wig takes, you know, sort of 100 hours to make. And then they come to me in Sydney in quite a raw form. And then I work with a um, stylist and he does all of the cuts, the colouring, the styling of the wigs. Right, because that's something that I wouldn't really think about. So there's the synthetic hair type there is and the human hair wigs. Yeah, so synthetic is um, plastic really. Um, Yeah, It can look natural-ish, but it is a plastic product, Um, whereas human hair is obviously um, people who are wanting to sell their hair will go to small hair sellers, um, sell it by length. Um, You know, the longer it is, the more money they'll receive. Um, And then I buy those ponytails. Right. And so, you know, I mean, there's a place for synthetic hair where you see like Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj, all these celebrities having fun and it's definitely a part of their persona or in dressing up in their costume whilst they're performing. Um, The human hair wigs I'm very fascinated with. They look so natural and you talked about they have a cap. There are a few different ways. Well, there's, I understand that there's a machine made, which has a weft system, and then there's the hand-tied hair. And I think the one that you're talking about is the hand-tied, the weft one leaves a bit of a line so you can see it. Um, The hand-tied hair that you said, and this is why wigs are so expensive that's where the cost comes in because it's the actual man hours that you said with the 100 hours to construct. That's a long time. Yeah, and you've got to think, someone grew that hair. You know, if you're looking at a 22-inch, which is sort of almost to your bum hair length, that's five years of someone growing that hair. So you're going to pay a premium price for that. So synthetics are going to be your, your lower cost option. There are some synthetics which come in human hair colours, they do replicate human hair, so they do come at a higher price point than your hot pinks, things like that. And then you're right. looking at cap construction. So there is what we call a lace a lace top, so it's a very thin mesh material, and each hair is individually sewn mm. with a tiny knot. So that's where you start to increase on your price, how natural your cap looks. If it's made on a machine, then it's going to look um, not as realistic. So you can jump up in price depending on the quality of the human hair. You know, you can buy really low quality human hair, which might look great for an evening, but it's going to tangle. It's not going to last you very long um, to really high quality hair, which hasn't been processed very much. And that could last you a couple of years. So there are things that play into the price. And the one that lasts for a couple of years, I mean, do you what you wash it? I'm assuming you wash it the same way that you would wash, I mean, hair, although obviously you're taking care of the cap part of it. 
but you wash it like you would normally wash hair. Is that right? Yeah, so they're really easy to wash. You just put it in a sink of water with human hair shampoo, you know, condition the ends like you normally would, rinse that out, leave it to air dry, um, and then you're free to style it how you want. Since they are human hair, you can use a curler, um, you can straighten them, you can do it, you can take them to the salon and get them cut if you wanted to, you know, change your look, put a fringe in. You can do whatever you want with them, colour them. Um, so they're really versatile. Oh, wow, you can colour them as well. Yeah. I guess so, right? I mean, you, it is the human hair. Um, and in terms of putting it on, there is a liquid adhesive, an adhesive tape as well, yes, and all of wigs. Yes, all of our wigs are what we call glueless. So it's the cap is designed to fit very comfortably. Um, they all have, you know, a lace front, so you can push the hair up off your face and it looks like it's growing out of your scalp. Um, there are some wigs that require glue. Um, I personally don't sell them because they're quite messy. Um, they're full lace and you've got to glue it to your scalp. You can keep them on for up to a week. Um, but for most people coming to this world, um, they're quite new to wigs. They want something they can throw on every day, um, not something they're going to have to be gluing down. So, yeah. Mm. And who who are a majority of your customers? Are they people that are going through chemo or people that are trying to, you know, they might have alopecia, as you mentioned before. Um, and, and also, you know, it could be people that just want to try a different hairstyle before committing to something. So I get a bit of a mix. Um, you know, I get women who have short, dark hair and they really want to have ash blonde hair to their waist. Um, I get quite a few women who have done a buzz cut or a pixie cut they either don't like it. And freaked out. Um, or <laughs> yeah, suddenly freaked out or they're growing it out and it's at a weird length. Um, and then I get a lot of women who have hair loss for various reasons, you know, a lot of um, alopecia where they've just totally lost their hair for autoimmune reasons. Um, and then women who is just general thinning on the top, um, especially that's the sort of hair loss I have, but especially an older woman. Um, after menopause, the hair thins, and then a lot of women going through chemotherapy and things as well. And, you know, we see so many celebrities wearing wigs, having entire wig wardrobes like Kylie Jenner, um, but people, you know, Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga, I'm sure, um, yeah. Katy Perry, Selma Blair, Katie Holmes, so many of them are wearing these wigs and we see photographs of them in magazines and they have all this hair. And I think a lot of the time women look at that and think that that's their hair. Yeah. They don't, you know, it, it comes, you know, it's along the lines of retouching and the manipulation that is done in media to, you know, and also for companies that are selling products to make you buy we have this shampoo that's going to thicken your hair. And, and I don't know too much about the ingredients behind how that actually works and the ones that prevent hair loss. Um, Most women who come to me have been down that journey of using. So they'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, look, there's no cure for hair loss. They'll feel a bit deflated that the doctor didn't listen to them. Then they may try. There's some quite heavy-duty drugs out there. Um, you know, hormone blockers, finasteride. Um, is that to grow the hair or to stop it from falling it's out? It's to stop a bit of both. Um, they mm -hmm. have very minimal um, benefits, but 
probably a lot of side, side effects. effects. You will have to go on a um, contraceptive pill as well because if you do get pregnant, it can cause quite serious defects. Um, and it's blocking hormones in your body. So then there's a the topical minoxidil is very popular and people get some people get some results, but most people do that journey first. It doesn't help a lot. Then they move to natural. So they clean up their diet. They clean up their homes. They try the rosemary oil, the onion juice. Tell me about the rosemary oil. Rosemary oil has been said to have some um, benefits for hair growth. You know, there was a study done and it said that it was as effective as minoxidil. So women will be putting the rosemary oil on their head every night. But you may get strengthening of your hair you currently have, but you're going to get pretty minimal results. So they normally do this for a while. And then after you know trying this for a long time, they come to the realization of, look, maybe I actually need something like a wig. Um, or a topper. So another another option we have is called a topper, and what it's is like that? a half wig, and it clips on the top, so it blends with your own hair. Um, they're fantastic. They have a silk top which looks like a real scalp, and it's like a hair extension that clips on, and you blend like a clip-in hair extension, but it covers any thinning you have on the top and adds volume. So there, and it adds it can point. add a bit of length as well, right? You can add length, you can add some more volume, and they look really beautiful and natural. So they're quite often a good starting point if you have some of your own hair to blend in with that. Um, but most women come here and they say, look, I've been trying to regrow my hair for five years. It's been such a depressing journey. And they put on a top of a wig and they just think, wow, I wish I had done this so much longer ago. You know, I think they assume that wigs are going to be wigs. Um, like the whole big idea. thing, right? a big, heavy, synthetic, wiggy thing, um, or everybody's going to know. Um, they're going to walk down the street and everyone's going to go, oh, she's, that's a wig, you know, or their friends or family are going to think badly of them. But normally they come and they get a topper, they wear it for a little bit, and then they come back and say, I want another one. I'm absolutely obsessed, you know. I've never been so happy with my hair in such a long time. So, And is yeah. there wear and tear on? So when you're saying the topper, when you're putting that on and it clips on, when you're clipping these things to your hair, is I, I guess that's the same as wearing ponytails and putting all kinds of other clips. You know, we put other clips in our hair, so I guess it's the same kind of so thing. So they're um, a pressure-sensitive clip. So it's a clip with a, that has silicone ah. between, so it's very gentle. And also the idea is it sits, moulds over the top of your head like that, and the clip's really just are here to secure it if the wind blows and things like that. But the idea is it's molded very well over your head to sit very comfortably. So they're not going to pull anywhere near as much as like a clip-in extension at the back, which has weight hanging down. Um, so they're even more gentle than something like that. That's, another, that's a different option, is it, that you can get, the one you're talking about you know at the back? The, you know the ones that are quite popular that clip in hair extensions to give you right. longer hair? Right. So they're, they're not as, you know, they're not going to pull on your hair as much as they would, but most people who have thinning hair or hair loss on the top, those type of extensions won't work because you're adding length and you're still going to have thin hair on the top. So these go on the top and cover up most of your own hair, really. Mm. Do you think, and I know you're not a scientist, but do you think, given your experience with it so far, that things like water quality has an impact 
on, you know, the hardness or softness of water and the chemicals that might be in water when, you know, we're showering every single day and our hair is constantly in that. We're all, we're always dyeing our hair, coloring it with highlights. And I know uh, most of my life I've been highlighting my hair and it's just such a habit that I have. But I also know that, you know, if you don't take care of it, it can come out. I think things like water, um, the shampoos you use, diet, things like that can have an effect on your hair in the sense that your hair may be dry, um, may not be great quality. But I don't think it has a huge effect on hair loss itself. Most of the hair loss they see is comes from within. So mine is obviously mm. a genetic. Um, mm-hmm. I have a sensitivity to androgens, which is a natural hormone in the body. The same as men go bald. It's, um, you know, that sort of thinning in men, they didn't lose their hair because they used the wrong shampoo or the wrong, you know, hardness of water. I do see a lot more, I think. Are men different, in- though? They're- no, not for their type of condition. Um, it's, a, it's a genetic hair loss. It's endogenic alopecia. It's exactly the same as what a man would have. But women get a general all-over thinning. Men tend to get it on the top. It's something like an autoimmune disease. Um, there is a big increase in autoimmune disorders. So that hair loss um, displays itself differently. And that's when your own body actually has an immune response to the hair follicles. So those are the type of people who may lose um, alopecia areata, which is where you get whole areas of just complete bald. Um, they may lose their hair completely. And this type of hair loss can happen in two weeks. So your right. body just decides that the hair attack the hair follicles. Um, they're a foreign thing. And then there's totalis, which is when you lose eyelashes, arm hair, leg hair, eyebrows, everything. So that is I an actually, immune disorder. Right. I actually thought uh, baldness was more prevalent in men. I, I, I don't know why. I just thought it always, it just seems to be, you know, and maybe there's a lot of women wearing wigs that we don't see. Um, it's not something that we get to talk about that much, right? It's it's like this hidden thing, which is a little crazy. Well, men tend to go bald that's more noticeable, whereas women is a general all-over thinning. Mm. Um, quite often after menopause as well, you'll get more of that thinning. After a baby, you'll get more of those thinnings. Um, but in men, it's quite obvious, whereas women will also, you know, I'm never going to go completely bald on the top. Mm-hmm. but it will get so thin, you know, you can see all my scalp, my hair's out, like it's very, very thin. Um, so men will, it's just more obvious. Women will use hair fibers. That's a very common thing. Hair fiber is like a, a colored little fiber that you sprinkle in. Um, oh. Women will grow their hair long and sort of- How does that work? More volume. So there's quite a few companies that make them. There's um, Bond and Boost, um, sorry, Boost and Blend. Um, and they're like, they used to have them for eyelashes too. It's like a very tiny fiber mm-hmm. and they come in different colors and they build up on themselves. So you can sprinkle them into an area uh, like this and it will mm-hmm. add darkness and it'll add, they work pretty well. Um, you know, they can really cover some thinning, but they're not going to give you thicker hair or more hair. Um, they just will hide thin areas. Right. Yeah. It's a it's a bit of a temporary kind of a, 
uh, scenario. And, you know, we all have different face shapes as well. And uh, what what do you suggest, um, you know, with your expertise, if somebody's coming to buy a wig from you, how would you go through that process? So the first step would be to measure their head. So people do have different size heads, um, not hugely, but, you know, there's an extra small cap all the way up to an extra, extra large cap. Most people You're talking about, about the crown? Yeah, so the measurement, around, the measurement around. Uh, for a topper, you can wear any size you like. So for the mm-hmm. clip-on extension, any size for any head. But for a wig cap, you need to know your head measurement. So we do that first. Um, and then looking at what, what do you want, really. So you can do a low-density wig, which means it doesn't have a lot of hair. So someone like me with a small face, small features, I have thin hair most of my life. When I put on a wig with a lot of hair, it feels heavy. It looks like too much hair. It'll annoy me. You know, I'll go out and I'll stick in my lip gloss and be in my eyes and I'll think, actually, I don't want all this hair. Or I'm just not used to it. It's just a big shock to suddenly go from thin hair to a lot of hair. So then just talking about, you know, do you want a big glamorous look or do you just want a little bit more? Um, And then colours. So quite often people will come and say, oh, you know, I've always been a blonde. Like I've always been a blonde because my life, I always highlighted my hair. So when I look at a wig, I'm always looking at blondes. But people will say, no, you're actually a brunette. And I think, oh, yeah, yeah. But at heart, I'm still a blonde. So do you think we, we need idea. to look at the our skin tone as well to that kind of helps complement the hair tone? So there's most people's. Um, will want like an ash blonde they see it on Instagram and it's beautiful cool tones and ash and they say I just love that new fad of ash blondes but it's very hard to pull off a colour like that so it is worth um, looking at your skin tones, your eyebrows what colours um, hair naturally you have had in the past um, because some and some uh, colours are universally flattering you know, a warmer blonde will pick up and give a bit more of a glow than a cool ashy blonde will um, same in your brunettes with the warmth um, and some brunettes, those copper tones um, are universally flattering. Um, mm. So, yeah, it is definitely worth looking at your eye colour, your eyebrow colour, your skin tone. Yeah, and I just think about the cost that we spend with doing our hair and then the cost of a wig, you could probably get the same thing and not have to worry about all of the upkeep. Yeah, so a lot of people, human hair is not cheap. You know, you're sort of looking at an Australian dollars, um, around $1,200 um, up to about $1,800. So right. they're not a cheap product. But mm. in saying that, um, you know, wigs um, from other companies are around 3000 to 4000 So we have tried Whoa. to, yeah. Why are they that know, much? First, I guess it's... It's a niche market. There wasn't um, a lot around. So it used to be that you could charge what you want. Um, There wasn't a lot of people investing in making better caps. So, you know, my first wig was from America. It was Um, $4,000. It was heavy. It was a lot of hair and I hated it. It was real hair, wasn't it, obviously? It was human hair. But it was just strong hair. It was thicker than what I was used to. I ended up cutting a big fringe into it, and I've never had a fringe in my life. Um, it was just too much hair. It's still in a drawer somewhere upstairs, I think. You could um, sell that, though, right? Yeah, I could. I could resell it. Um, mm. I just have never got around to it. But the resell, there's whole groups on Facebook. Um, that for really? For lovers. reselling? Yeah. 
for reselling ah, wigs. Isn't that And there's a lot more fantastic companies coming on board now. You know, there's some really good companies around now selling beautiful lace wigs for, you know, so, which brings the price down for everybody. Yeah. And when you talk about the lace wig, you're talking about the cap that the hair is constructed to cut tied to. Yes. It's yep. on your hair. And that's the most natural looking one. Yeah, so there's two great options. One is called a silk top and the hair is sewn into a silk material and it looks like skin, so it mimics skin. Ah, um, uh, the colour of it. Yeah, so right. when you look at the part line of the wig, it looks like your own scalp. Um, so that's a really beautiful option. Um, they do tend to have slightly more hair. And then the other option that we uh, stock is the lace. So lace is not as heavy. Um, you know, a silk top has about three layers in there. A, silk, a lace top is just a very thin mesh. So they both have benefits. A silk top is more durable. Um, Even though it's so thinner. No, sorry, the, the silk top is the silk, and then it has about two layers underneath. So oh, it's a right, heavier right. cap. Um, so it's more durable. Lace is more delicate. It can... You know, it's easier to tear over time, um, but it is very lightweight. So if you live in a hot country, you don't ah, want too much okay. bulk on your head. So some people are just raving fans about I only wear silk tops and some are just I only wear lace. Um, but for most beginners, lace is a fantastic option to go with. And how long does it take to put one on? Do you just put it on? Mm-hmm. Takes me 30 seconds <laughs> to pull my wig on. You know, if hubby says let's go for a drink. Um, no way it's just sit, sitting up on its wig stand it's pre-styled and I just pull it on and it's ready to go and it's secure you know you could go out in the wind with it flick it around dance all night in them so they're really really easy ladies use. listening to this <laughs> yeah. who take hours to get ready I remember having a friend um, years ago that when we'd go out she would spend hours on her hair it would drive me crazy it, it was just so much time um, so the idea of being able to do that just sounds amazing. Even to even for going to work when you have long hair, I've got long hair actually, and I think also because of COVID and not getting out and about, my hair is the longest that I've ever had it. Uh, but I don't think it's in a condition that I could donate it, right, because I have highlights in it. I don't think um, they take, take highlighted hair, do they? Some places do, yeah. Um, so I was... Looking at, you know, donating hair, a lot of people contact me and say, hey, I'd love to donate my hair or I would like to get a wig made of my own hair. And that's actually not something oh, I do right. with my company because mm-hmm. it actually takes about five to six people's worth of hair just because hair comes in so many different lengths that when we get a ponytail, we actually normally sort it into those lengths. So it goes through a special sorter and gets sorted like that. Oh, wow. so, so just one person's hair isn't going to be enough to make one wig. So if you are looking at donating, um, you know, your hair or money, there's lots of, you know, get online and look at your local area, but there's lots of like kids for cancer, things like that, um, and they will take ponytails. But that particular ponytail won't make one wig for a child. It will go into a pile. um, Oh, that's interesting. And then get sorted and then they will make small wigs and then they'll be able to um, gift them to children. So it doesn't work quite how people think. Yeah, you know, that... um I didn't even think of that. It it would so it gets sorted along with other hairs. So when you're getting a wig, it's not any one person's hair. It's a lot of 
different. Yeah. So we look for similar textures, similar colors, um, and then sword like that because, yeah, it takes quite a few worth of ponytails just to make a wig. Mm. And when it comes to kids, do you know, do kids tend to wear a lot of wigs? I, maybe the little girls probably? Um, depends, they like right? to, yeah, I get a lot of, not a lot of, um, but, you know, sort of around 12, 13 years old, those children want to yeah. have hair. They may have had alopecia their whole life. You know, they may have lost all of their hair when they were four years old and been absolutely fine with it. But around teenage years, they sort of say naturally. Um, That's a really I important like time for, yeah. for kids. Yeah, they just like to have the option of going out. Um, they normally tend to throw them off, you know, do sports and not care for them and want to get them off at the end of the day, things like that. But, yeah, and then we do do younger children, but it's often quite often the parents would like them to have have an option, you know, if they're getting them mm. dressed up and things just for photos. Um, but the younger kids don't seem to care that much, hair or no hair. So it's more hitting that high school age. Mm. Yeah, when it becomes like more obvious. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power, but that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really want to create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer, and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step -step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com that's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply and we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. I had an ex who 
had alopecia and he used to take something for it. And I, I mean, I think he still takes it. I should ask him actually. Um, you know, he still has hair, but he had thinning hair. And, you know, hair is such a big part of our identity, um, especially, well, I don't want to even say especially women because men equally worry. I have got uh, very close friends here and, you know, the males, they do worry about their hair, their loss, their hair loss. Uh, I don't know if um, if it's the water here or if it's my hair here, but I I seem to lose a lot of hair here. Um, yeah, or maybe just when it's longer, it's more noticeable. I think that could be it. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, there's also a lot of um, one of the big side effects coming through of COVID is um, post COVID hair loss. Oh, really? So is this for people who have yeah. had COVID? have had COVID, um, it's one of the, you know, side effects is losing your hair. There's reasons they think, you know, is just a trauma or a shock to the body. Um, and sometimes that hair loss, you know, if you go into hospital for a major surgery, um, quite often three months later, people will go through um, a hair loss, a shedding, um, and that hair will often come back. Same as most people with postpartum hair loss, you know, sort of three months after having baby, the hormones plummet you lose a lot of hair and also that beautiful pregnancy hair you've had. Um, but for most people, that hair will come back. But for a lot of people, it doesn't. Um, you know, they find that that is their new hair. The texture is different. They have half of what they used to have. So, yeah, that is an interesting um, thing that's coming through is that post-COVID hair loss. Wow, yeah, that is um, that's really interesting. That's something. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of different things that will be measured in the coming years as people, um, you know, move through the next phase. And who knows how long we're going to have all the variations coming through, but hopefully we won't for, for too long. Um, so what's your favourite, what's your favourite length of hair? For you, I like. I think um, it's more short, goes, right? Yeah, I normally go for sort of a shoulder length. Um, but we have been doing some very cute, wavy, sort of beachy bobs. Um, oh, nice! You know, that sort of tr trendy lob, um, and I'm really, really loving them. So I think I'm going to get myself one of those. And I do love putting on, you know, this sort of. I just did a 25 inch blonde topper. Mm -hmm. Just far too long for me, you know. It would drive me <laughs> crazy. The, ba the baby would be pulling it and be in my lunch, but it's really, really <laughs> glamorous. And that length is quite popular. Um, it's you know down to my bum, so wow. it is really beautiful. Um, but beautiful for when long. you're going out. Yeah, you, know, you put it on, out. and you're just a different person. What is nice about them is you can. If I'm wearing t-shirt and jeans, I can do an ashy blonde bob with a beach wave, and it's a really trendy look. Whereas if I'm wearing, um, you know, a going out for formal dress, then I may want to wear something a bit longer and sleeker. So right. you really you can, can just match. put it on in thirty seconds. Yeah, really match your That's crazy. your hair to your outfit, which is once people get around the idea, they think, okay, you know, it takes them a while. They think, okay, I'm going to wear a wig. Okay, I'll try it on. Okay, I think I quite like it. They quite often come back and like, oh my god, I'm in love with it. You know. I just walk and look at myself in the mirror all the time. Every time I go past windows, I'm like, oh, is that So me? it's giving them a lot of confidence to, yeah. 
a lot of women cry. It's, you know, I have a lot of women in my studio who just look in the mirror and they just cry. They just, they haven't realised how much hair loss has been impacting them. They stop going to social events. Um, they stop putting on makeup. Um, they stop dressing nicely because what's the point when your hair is going to ruin the whole look anyway? Um, people even not wanting to go back to work, you know, they've been in lockdown for two years. They've lost a lot of their hair during that time. And they're now saying, I have to resign from my job because I just cannot build up the courage to go in and say, hi, I'm back from work and this is my new look. So oh. it really affects people's lives. People don't, don't go on dates. Um, yeah, so they just – and often they don't realise it's impacting their life that much. Um, they may slowly just stop seeing their friends, stop dating, become a bit more recluse, um, you know, cry in the shower when it all comes out. So they cry of happiness when they put it on. They just think, I just look normal. You know, I'm not looking for anything – huge or glamorous i just want to look like just something they can feel um, yeah yeah i want to go out and no one just say oh or, you know talk to people and their eyes keep going to my scalp um so yeah it brings an enormous amount of joy to people that's amazing yeah it's um i and i didn't even think about it in those terms but it's uh yeah like i said before it's a really big part of our identity and I think yes it it definitely impacts people a lot in those areas the idea of being able to I don't know just put something on and be able to change yourself that easily and that quickly is pretty amazing it's very well you just you you don't have to wash them like you do your own hair because they don't make oil so you know we recommend washing them sort of once every 20 wears so mm. you wash it, dry it, style it, and then it just sits there ready to go. So what about the cap you, part though? We're being so in touch with your scalp. It's only sitting on the top of your hair, so it's not okay. getting dirty. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you're going to be a, um, out running in it, then it might get a bit sweaty, but still, you know, you're not going to wash it anywhere near as much as your own hair. So, so it's you can just run in, in the them cupboard. and everything. Yeah, some people wear them. We actually have gym wigs. <laughs> So no, they're a bit of a lower cost and they're not a full wig. They are wefted, so they're machine made and they go into a big, nice, high, messy bun or a big ponytail. And then you wear oh. a headband at the front. There's lace wigs that are designed to go up in high ponytails. So there's a lot of different kinds um, depending on what you want. Some people wear them every day for everything. And some people, like myself, I get around with this sort of crappy look 90% of the time. But if I want to go anywhere, I want to wear, you know, feel nice. I'll always put on a top or a wig. Amazing, and it's so easy to do. It's so quick to do it. Mm. It's um, yeah, they're really easy. And can people? Do you have a shop front or are you online? Both. So I have. I've got the salon, which is about three stores down from my home, and then I have my own. I mean, my home in studio. So I have a studio here where people can come and try on and look at different colors and we can discuss what they're looking for. Um, and then I'm also online. A lot of my clients are overseas. So I sell a lot to America. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and they just well. measure just, their hair, their head. They measure sorry. their heads. Yeah. And then they just, they often will do Zoom calls with me or. Um, you know, through Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, you know, I'm really looking at this one. This is what I'm looking for and I can help. Um, a lot of my stuff is through Instagram. 
So my Instagram's grown quite quickly in the last year and a half. Um, I do a lot of reels, how-tos, um, just mm. showing how easy how easy mm. they are to use. Amazing. Um, so, I, I mean, all of this information is is so great. The the various uses for it, I you know, you just have no idea. Can you tell me a little bit about? Do you only do female? I mean, what about if men come to you? Do you have anything for them? Not really, unless they like a longer hair. You know, if a man wanted to wear a you know a twelve inch or a bob or a longer look, um, or a man bun. We've done, yeah, man bun and you know, the lace wig <laughs> up there. Um, they are becoming quite popular, actually. Some of the other wig sellers in America, uh, mostly, which do beautiful lace wigs for stars, are men. Mm. So they get on their Instagram with big, long purple ones and gorgeous, you know, to the bum blondes. So that's becoming its own sort of niche niche look. Um, but men who are balding on top, it's they're only going to be looking for sort of this much extra hair. So you're going to have a whole cap. So those men really need what we call like a glue-on, um, which is a huge market now. We don't do it yet. Um, Gluing it and so adhesive, do they have that same option? Thing. Yeah. Yes. So they would show I mean, sorry, the tape, area. the tape, is there you, a tape? You would probably um, glue it on. Oh, sorry, my camera's gone there. So they would they'd shave this area here. It would be lace or a silicone and it would actually glue on and it stays there for eight weeks. And oh, then wow. they cut it into make sure. So that's a much more popular option with men than something mm. you pull on every morning. Um, that's yeah. worth a try, I think, for guys that worry about, um, you know, not having hair. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be they like They look a big amazing. Deal. Mm. Right? They look, like, honestly, if you look at them, you would just never, ever know. They look so amazingly real. The upkeep's quite big. You know, you've got to go back every six to eight weeks to shave your head again and glue it back on. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things that just looks phenomenal these days. Yeah, but look at women going to the salon. Mm. We'll, we'll go to the salon and get eyelash extensions, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. It, why is that not a big deal? That's a huge market. And the yeah. upkeep for that, um, I'm not especially good with eyelash extensions because after a while I start to kind of pluck at them, which I don't think yeah, is a good thing. Um, my own ones out yeah and so that yeah that's not great but yeah I think it's just a, a change in perception really and I don't know I think I think it's also like when people say a lot of people come to me first and get a topper because when people say oh you've done something nice with your hair they can say oh it's an extension they don't want to say I'm wearing a wig because there seems to be this stigma around a wig means there's something wrong with you or it's not going to look good or why would you wear a wig? Mm. Um, whereas I think it's that word, isn't time, it? And yeah. it's wig, yeah. Movie stars wear wigs for movies and things and people know it's a wig. She had oh, all the time. yesterday and now it's bright red and long. So that's sort of accepted that in movies you can change your hair. But I think same for men, you know, if you sort of said, you're bald one day and the next day you came with a full head of hair. People right. say, oh, you got hair and they don't want to say, oh. That's a, yeah, I guess celebrities get away with doing it all the time because they're jumping in and out of a different uh, persona. Um, yeah. What about, you know, the, if they have long hair and they're changing it, where do they put all that hair? Where do they put that? Oh, so 
you just need to normally in two small plaits, plaits down the back and just pin them up on the back of your head. So if you have long hair, a lot of hair, you can still wear a wig easily. Um, mm -hmm. It just comes up the back of the cap. Right, right. Oh, wow, this is very interesting. Thank you so much for joining me today, Clementine. It's been really great to talk about all of this. Um, where can people find you? So my website is www.goldielost.com. My Instagram is... Now, Goldie, yes, G-O-L-D-Y-L-O-S-T. Yes. And my Instagram is goldielosthair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I also have a Facebook page, Goldie Lost Hair. So, yeah, my Instagram is where most people find me. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Fantastic. All right, great. Well, it's thank great you to, again. Yeah, it's great to talk about it because I think there is such a stigma around wig wearing. Um, so it's lovely to, you know, I used to be so I ashamed agree. of my hair loss. And now I'm openly like, I've got hair loss, sucks for me, but there's some great options. And I think the more I spread that message, the more people are coming and saying, oh, wow, I'm so glad I found you because I didn't realise, you know, other young people had hair loss. Um, I try and hide it. I didn't want people to know. And there's whole communities. Um, you know, if you go and search hair loss groups on Facebook, there's really wonderful communities on there and Instagram of women showing how amazing wigs are. And you can get on there and just think, wow, these women are amazing. They look amazing. I wouldn't know they were wigs. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there and give it a go. So. And yeah, they feel really confident. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. And you know what? It, it, yeah. I mean, we just have to be kinder to ourselves and each other and allow allow humans to be human. It's a, it's a normal part of what happens, unfortunately. And I think it's probably one of the scariest things is that we don't want to you know, the, even though the alopecia starts, can start when you're younger, I think the fear behind it is hair loss, aging, coming to the end of your life, that as well, I think is a really big thing that, you know, people I get, worry about. I get women who are, you know, 80 years old <laughs> coming and saying, I would like a short grey wig. Um, you know, um, my hair is thinning. And people say, oh, but, you know, why bother at your age? And they say, well, why wouldn't I bother, you know? Oh, yeah, I deserve, of course you I should. Deserve to feel, I deserve to feel beautiful, so. Yeah, good honour. Yeah, and it, people say it is just hair. Why does it affect you so much? But it is there in the public's eye all the time. It's often the first place people look. Um, so it does affect, you know, how you feel about yourself. So My granny people, used to rock a blue wig. I mean, yeah, not a blue yeah. wig. My granny used to rock blue hair <laughs> and, and she yeah, used to yeah. love it. I think it was blue. Maybe it was sometimes purple. What is with that? That's that's kind that of toned. hilarious when you think about yeah. it. Like really, you I know can that see that it was purple blue. Grandma color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the purple. But she used I to love it. I think most people, yeah, it's nice. You've had your whole your hair your whole life. Why not mix it up? And I think people think that other people are going to judge them very harshly. I think they think they're going to walk down the street and everybody is going to say that woman's wearing a big wig or they go out for dinner or their friends are going to say, oh, why would you wear that? It doesn't look good, you know. And the reaction normally is, is nobody says anything. And they sort of are saying, hey, do you notice I've got nice hair? And people sort of go, oh, where? What's changed, you know? Or if you're out for a restaurant, you think, wow, everyone's looking at my beautiful hair. And you look around and actually lots of people have beautiful hair. No one's looking at your hair any differently. Or a lot yeah, of friends say to people, 
you should have got one a long time ago. You know, I'm so happy right. that you found something because your hair was really thin and it got you down and whatever you've got on, I don't know what it is, but it looks great and you look great and happy you. So yeah, and normally they're the, the kind of people they just need to listen to, not even, mm. I mean, anyone who's putting anybody down because of, you know, how how they're looking, I, I yeah, they should be staying away from them. Mm. I think anyway. it's our belief that people will will put us down, but actually people are much kinder than we think. And we need to have, you know, not worry. I think that's what happens. A big part of it is we are probably, if you look at it truthfully, we are doing most of the worrying, Yeah, which then makes you feel a certain way, which then makes you act a certain way that then brings it to their attention. Whereas if you didn't worry about it so much. And women think everybody is looking at their wig, where actually nobody mm. is. But you're so self-conscious thinking everybody is looking at my hair loss, everybody is talking about my wig, when actually most people haven't even noticed. And if you say, did you notice my hair? They might, oh, yeah, it looks great. What did you do? Do you know what I mean? It's a very non-issue once you mm. jump into that world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed this chat. It's uh, Let's hope yeah. that um, we can inspire some people out there to try them. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Lovely to be here as well and, you know, spread the word that hair loss is normal. Um, So, yeah, thanks for having me. And a lot of people have, um, yeah, it it affects a lot of people. I know there's just so many people that it affects and and it's all, you know, a part of it. It's all a part of our life. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, it's been really great um, to chat to you. And I will add your details to uh, the show notes. So thank you again. And I will speak to you later. Thanks so much. Bye. See you. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening. And we look forward to having you back with us again soon.